This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. One, two, one, two. Yeah, we are here. This is in the conversation. I'm Damian Lemon. And I'm Ali Muhammad. I, and yeah, we introduced the pod already. What's good, man? This is in the conversation, the podcast. The podcast that you're listening to or you're viewing. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you're Word here up. for the first time, welcome. If you're here again, good to see you. You know, click the what subscribe if, what if button. they are here for the first time? Welcome. What does that mean? What should they know? That What should they know? They know to strap in and sit here and listen to us talk uh, premiere shit. Bird out. Uh, I'm saying this is the funny man, Damian Lemon. Thank you. This is uh, the uh, professional storyteller, Ali Muhammad. Bird out. So Look now at the they, all, they all caught up. There you go. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> is that all they need? That's the short? I mean, that's, that's the short. They need to find out the rest in the middle right. of this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, shit, man. What's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. <clears throat> it's, you know, it's hot out here. Yeah, we, Summertime done hit we suddenly. Are, we in summer. As they, summer. as they say in the literary <laughs> stories, suddenly. Suddenly. Yeah, yeah. Last night, it was cool. It was every, like When I walked in the house yesterday evening, it was cool. It was like, you know, right. a good... 7980. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The Respectable. sun was out. You know, there was no clouds. You know what I'm saying? The humidity was nice. Mm. And then some somewhere late in the night, around about one o'clock, it rained. Mm-hmm. And it got hot as shit. Mm. And I'm off guard. Like my, Louisiana cause hot. Because my, my air conditioner's not in. Yeah. You know, the kids oh, it's not in. No, nah, I ain't I don't have my my <laughs> my HVAC situation set up yet. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So the kids got the fans in their room just being blowing on themselves, uh-huh. which that's not how the fans supposed to work, you know, because we live in New York, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't get a whole lot of hot weather. Okay. So you you working with the box, the uh, in the window air conditions. Oh, the box joint. Yeah, the box joint. And then, so I, I, I devised a system to where I put one a- AC in the window in the back, one AC in the window in the front, uh-huh. and then I create, I put two fans in the middle blowing this cross ventilation through through the um, top floor where we sleep. Uh-huh. And it all works out. You could re- get a nice little, you know what I'm saying, temperature, you know what I mean, nice little climate control, but you had to have that shit set up. That sudden fucking heat. Caught you slipping. I was slipping, I couldn't sleep. I, I was like, ah, this is terrible. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this is real bad. So what's up? So you, I had to get up, to pace the flow, and I didn't want to go snatch up. I didn't want to. I would have had to go snatch the AC out the closet and do it. So I was like, I can't do that right now. It was too hot to be doing that type hot. of thing. I was okay. Like, oh, this is terrible. I had to go just jump in the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The original AC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get ah, oh, let me get the whoo. <sighs> Came back, let let the air dry, and then I felt cool. Okay. You know what I'm I was like, all right, I could, I could at least get to sleep. Okay. So you still got to put the ACs in? Though. Oh no, nah, that's already done, dog. Oh, you did that. I, I woke up on a mission. This is not happening to me. Okay. You're not catching me with the Louisiana how, heat. How long did it take you to put the ACs in? 
I mean, I I put it in just a few seconds, a few minutes, really. But okay. it's you got to go get it out of the closet. I mean, you got to move shit that's on top of it. Right. You know, it's like a, it's a production. It's like breaking out. You know, what I'm saying the winter collection. It's yeah, no, it's the it. whole it's turnover. A, yeah, it's a turnover. It's so a thing. You know, what I'm saying Christmas tree. Exactly. Like you got to go get the shit and put it together. And I just hadn't done it. And, and at one in the morning, that wasn't finna happen. I went and grabbed the AC. Well, we keep the AC in the in the chamber. We don't we don't we don't got enough room to just you don't never take have, it out. No, nah, that should stay where it's been, and it go through a lot of abuse. Right? Because they so did some shit. So what you doing in the winter when the shit get cold out there and shit? Oh, we just grab an extra blanket. Nigga, that's what you do. <laughs> that shit is still AC. It's still oh, nah, cold to the motherfucker. Y'all must not pay the the gas the the gas separately, the heat separately from your shit. Nah, nah, see, it's all, yeah, no, see. no, no, is it, uh, well, yeah, well, let's not get into all of that See, right but now. I'm just this saying, when you, when you paying the gas bill from the furnace for the whole building, mm -hmm. you be paying attention, because that now, shit. Now, we do the con ad. Yeah, see, that shit will hit your we ass. We do the con, but anyway. No, no, hold on this, no, this is terrible. What yeah, 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 just, yeah, 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 brother, it's all right. It's all right, let's, <laughs> all right, we back. All right, so now, nah, but my shit is. So I got the AC in there. Had it in there the entire year. Mm -hmm. Then when I put the shit on, first of all, I forgot to clean the filters. Did you clean your filter? Of course. Okay. That's See, part I, of the process. Yeah, I didn't. I just I didn't even think about the process. It got hot. I turned the AC on. That's the process right. that I know. Right. So then that and, shit smelled ridiculous. And it didn't get that cold. It ain't got cold enough. But then I I did my filters. But I think we at the time where we might need some new ACs. And I think the part of the the problem was we did leave the AC in the you know in the window throughout the year, mm -hmm. and during the year they was fixing the apartment, and you know shit fall on the AC, and I think it might have fucked it up. But I don't know if we got a good enough case <laughs> to go. You know what I mean? And that, that's some real people's court shit over some small. But you know, part of the, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not about the the payout. It's the principle. So there's part so of me. Think, you think the the construction fucked up your I AC? I think that, that you I left remember. In the all year. I, obviously, it starts with my negligence. We understand that, <laughs> but unfortunately, my AC was out there unprotected. And I remember one one moment being in the room and I heard some shit. Boom! Boom! Hit my AC, and I was like, "Damn!" You know, it feels like it's one of the moments. When you look out the car, you see a motherfucker parking, and your car is right there, mm -hmm. and you could just feel every moment and you they getting closer and closer to your car and they about to tap the fuck out of your bumper. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do because you're outside the car. Right. You're in the window. Right. You know what I mean? It was just one of the moments. But anyway, long story short, I got to get some new ACs. I think we're going to turn over a whole new leaf. <sighs> and, get, the, um, get the portables? No, 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 no. The portables. Still going to get the window joints. Yeah, get the window pieces. Get some new window pieces because they still gonna live. I mean, these are these are time for them to be replaced. It's not right. just what was going on outside. I just think that they've come to, like anything, they they you know you've done a few summers. Yeah, it's a tour. It's, it's, it's like a, you know what I mean. You ever tried the portables? I did. I used to live on the first floor, so I had. Yeah. I used to call my AC Pop portable AC. So, but um. So what's your what's your what's your thoughts on those? Because I never used them, and they always they was always intriguing, but I've never. They good. They work. They're just big as fuck. It's a big ass air conditioner inside your house. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's big as fuck. It's almost like a little baby dresser. 
You know what I mean? Like it looks like a, it looks like it's a computer. No it looked like a, well, my shit looked like a computer from the seventies. <laughs> it looked like an old mainframe right, ass okay, shit. Right, right. You I hold the yeah, shit, that's, that's and right, it's got the little right. HVAC ass vent, <laughs> right? And you put it in and, your thing, and, and right. it blows outside. Right. That shit does what it needs to do. Okay. It gets you cool, but it's just it's big. It's a big spot. You're gonna have to make way for it. You right, know, right, but right. that's first floor living. Right, right. If you don't live in the first floor, I would never, I would say, go, go, put your shit through the, in the window. Just put it in the window. Why, why you said that? It's one, it takes up less space. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like, not to say that the portable AC wasn't, uh, it wasn't as effective, but it, yeah, I don't think it, I, it's been a while since I had it. Mm-hmm. A portable AC, it's just, I'm telling you, especially if you live in an apartment or you got a, you got space concerns, right. get that big ass AC out of there. Cause that shit is literally like, it's like a toddler standing <laughs> in front of the window. Right, right. Yeah, you don't need but, that. But see, for me, as a, you know, as a building owner, mm-hmm. the window AC drip. Onto the street? No, it drips onto your building. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and then man. now you starting to see, you know Oh, what but saying? that should have, the portable AC would do a little under drip and it'd fuck up your wood. Yeah, but you could you could put some Wood is that. cheaper than outside. Wood is cheaper than limestone, limestone. you know right. what I'm saying? You're limestone. not finna recreate uh, 1902 limestone facade. Like that. You know what I'm saying? After you done dripped it to death. I never thought about that. So what do people typically do that have your situation? I mean, if you really, if you really detailed Central about air. your shit, you get the little, the little tube to run the water down and out, but from the third floor, that is not gonna work. Um, Why not? Was because then it's just not where you gonna run the tube. Are you gonna drop the tube down the front of your house? Or are you gonna uh, staple it to your facade? How, how oh, you, it's you like know? when you mount a flat screen. Yeah, and you got like the, you know what I'm saying. So what you gonna do? So I was crazy. thinking on the third floor, get the portable joint so uh-huh. I don't have the drip problem. Right. And then and obviously on the first floor because I had never even had AC on the first floor. How significant is the drip? Does it fuck your shit up crazy it's like that? It's not significant, but water is a beast. You know what I'm saying? Water is undefeated. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. So year after year, you don't want the water to, to drip. You know, you don't want Chinese water drip your your building. Have you? Because I've never. This is a this is a specific situation, and mm-hmm. obviously you speak to this community. Mm-hmm. Now, being somebody that is a homeowner, where your facade can be in danger of mm-hmm. AC drip. Mm-hmm. When you walk the streets of Bedford-Stuyvesant, how many facades do you see defaced by AC drip? I see a lot of them. What's the percentage? Where I don't going? know the percentage, but every time I see a little uh, water drip defacement, I get a it little- It disgusting. Little, no, it's just a tingling in your body. Like, I yo, gotta you, gotta, the, you gotta change your ways. I gotta look but for see, this shit. The difference is limestone is a lot, more durable than brownstone right. in with water. Limestone is actually a, a natural water filter. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you have these, you know, the intricate designs and shit that's on your limestone that you don't want to fuck up. Brownstone is a lot softer. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot more brownstone defacement from water and, you know, the right. water drip. But a lot of times, you know, a lot of people living in the brownstone may rent and just throw the shit in front, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't really care. But when it's your shit and you might care a little bit, you start thinking, what's the alternative to water dripping my facade? Right. You know what I mean? Portable and that's why I was looking at the portables to, you know what I'm saying? Because that may solve my problem. Mm. 
But you say it works, so that's all really. Oh, they get you cool. That's really It'll get all you I cool. As long as you don't, I mean, if space is not a concern, you fine. If you about space, I always say go in the window, but then I'm talking as a renter. Right. So I don't give a fuck about the facade. <laughs> I'm all about the interior. Yeah, that Chinese water drip. I'm going to look for that now. Water, water, man. Water will fuck your shit up. Water is the, the greatest fucking threat to your house. If you, if, you know what I'm saying, if you ain't got termites and shit, water is your worst enemy if you don't keep that shit under control. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Just the drip somewhere inside. Drips, leaks, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what this whole shit is about. Keeping that water out. Once the water in, it's a wrap water know what to do. Tear shit up. Yeah. Ah. Well, there you go. That was for the people that. You know what I'm saying? That's the Home about. Depot crowd. You know, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lowe's. You know, know what I mean? Shout out to if you, if you, if you suffer from facade wear, <laughs> AC drip, if you have been affected, please speak to us in the comments. Let us know because we want to let you know that we see you. You know what I'm saying? You know what and I mean? there's people that live in other cities, and it might not be about the stone, but you see that water drip right. on the side of the building. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see that water drip. And then the other other thing is oh, the water shit. drip at the bottom where, where it drips, where it falls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that shit creates a little puddle, right. which creates a motherfucking mosquitoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's like little little animals come to drink that water and shit. You just, too much little shit be going on with the little AC drip. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Well, I'm gonna still enjoy this summer though. You gonna enjoy yeah, this yeah. summer? Let's I have a good too. summer, I'm just, man. Just telling you, my that's why I was asking you. That's real. Not, shit. To, not to convince you. I was just wanting to see your opinion on on the portables because I think it may solve oh, those little issues that I see. Mm. You heard? That's good. Bird. What's up with you, man? What is up with me? I'm chilling, dude. I'm just uh. Trying to learn new shit, man. Evolving, staying right. in the moment. Yeah, man. That's it. Just I'm, I'm out here. I'm back. Uh, did a bunch of shows this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> back, just active, heavy. You know, show after show in the in the world. You putting know? in that work. Yeah, building some new shit. Having a good time, being in the community. It's been a minute since you know. I was just. I, you know, I'm always on stage, but just there's a point where you gotta up your frequency a little right. bit, and, 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 and that's where you at. Yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that type of way. So it's good. It's good. It's just uh, we at the beginning of that. You know what I mean? It's like, cool. And I'm trying to, and I'm I'm going all over too, because the thing is, you could get caught up in going to your spots that you know that you get booked at. Not right. even that's comfortable, but where you get booked at. But sometimes part of the game is. You know, planting seeds mm -hmm. on every level forever. So, you know, and then go over there. Let the people see your face. Speak mm -hmm. to the people. Get into the community of people. That's where I'm at, you know. Okay. It's good time. Good, you know, summer does that, too, because it'd be it's so right outside. You working on something in particular, or you just... just yeah, you know? man, I'm working on everything. I'm working on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about that old Ayan LeVan's head ass nigga? Nah, nah. No, I'm doing you that. Sound like a nigga from Miami. Well, I'm working you on a, me. You ask a nigga from Miami a question, they never answer it and shit. Nah, I answered like, it. I gave where, you a where broad. You, where, where you been? Man, I've been out here, dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm out here, you know what I'm saying, doing my thing, thing. Yeah, you know how that. Where is. you going, man? Shit, I'm gonna be over there. <laughs> Real specific general <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know where I be. I be where I'm at. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm man, at where mind, I am. Mind your business, nigga. You know yeah. what the fuck going on. Nah, over man. Just so. Not just being leaning in, just being in this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, you know, it's just all in. You know, like this, this. Uh, I think I withdrew a little while for a bit. Withdrew from just from a lot of shit. Just from uh, maybe from the stage. Not even. I get up, but I wasn't like all. Of, I wasn't compulsive with it right. you know there's times where you just it's one of those things it's just one of those things sometimes you feel like you got more to say than other times mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like yo let me be still for a minute and see what's what then sometimes you just like um i gotta be out there i gotta be shooting this jumper i gotta be in the uh in the gym yeah gotta be in the gym i just i was listening to this podcast the sporkful it's one of these podcasts i listen to and uh, this cat was interviewing this dude. I don't know. He was at a, like a hot dog stand. I forget which hot dog stand, but the shit been there for about at least 60 years. Mm-hmm. Great hot dogs, supposedly. And um, this guy had been working there all this time. And he said the same. He said the dude to the reporter, he was like, look, I'd rather wear out than rust out. And I felt that shit. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, if you don't do what you do mm-hmm. for a bit, you could it could get a little you could get a little out of the groove right you know what i'm saying so you might as well just let the groove be what it is just stay in the groove you know what i mean you don't got to get ready if you stay ready right or if you right. just stay in there and you still the longer you stay away sometimes you could get anxious because you've been away right. and that don't even matter it doesn't even pertain to the task at hand it's it could be everything around that right you know what i mean it's like uh if you work at an office and you haven't been in for a while, you might still know how to do the job well, but you haven't been, the office life shit is different. Right. You might be a little awkward around the, the water cooler. Right. You know what I'm saying? Your, your references is off. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know the new person at HR. You know what I'm saying? I don't. That's you me, look, you know what I'm saying? That's me looking at, sometimes I'll be on LinkedIn and shit. Let me see what's out here in the world. Right. Not that I'm gonna apply. I just want to see. And right. you start reading the description, you be like, "That ain't, ah, yeah. this ain't gonna never happen. Yeah. I ain't gonna never get caught up on the office life because right. I done been gone so long. I can't even see it. Can't even acclimate. You will work with other team leaders. Oh no, right. this is not nope. Well, I'm talking about places. <laughs> no, true indeed. I'm talking about places where you want to be. Right. So if you want to be there, no, no, I get it. I the get more it. you there the more you are of that community. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, just just being out. It was uh I did uh I did a bunch of shows, but I, I was at Skank Fest. I told you I was uh, it's a festival, right? It's my second year there. Um shout out to Legion What's of Skanks. Skanks. Legion of it's uh Skank Fest is a uh, festival based on the Legion of Skanks podcast. They call themselves the most offensive podcast in the world or whatever. So they, they let you know all Skank as in what? Skank as in they call themselves the Skanks. Not skank as in what you would assume the the regular skank definition is. Okay. You know what I mean? This right. is more like that's how they that's how they uh brand themselves. Right. They wild, they just whatever. It's Big J Okerson, <laughs> Lewis Gomez, right. Dave Smith. I believe that's the 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 key three. There might be a little bit more, but Lewis and Jay, whatever. But so they put together uh comedy fest. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of comedy fests going not a bunch, but there were a couple comedy fests. There was one in San Francisco Cluster Fest that was going on and mm-hmm. it was Skank Fest in New York. 
And at most festivals, there's a it's a bunch of comedians, some of the greatest comedians, a lot of great comedians on the on the lineup everywhere mm -hmm. from uh fucking who was there? Uh everybody, all types of all the great New York comics, Michael Shea, uh Dan Soder, Joe Liss, uh Yamanika. Shout out to Yamanika. She just put out a new comedy album called Word. Damsel in Distress. It's funny too. I checked it out. But um just all the comics that were there. Just you know what I mean? And you are amongst it's in one it was at Brooklyn Bazaar, so it was in mm -hmm. one venue. So just like any other festival, you amongst not only the festival goes, but you amongst your peers. Right. And there's shows going on all the time. And it was like you know, like most festivals, it's fully immersive. It's comedy everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh shit, I ain't seen this cat in a minute or it's been a minute since da 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 da, -da whatever, whatever. People that love comedy and, and peers that you fuck with or you haven't seen in a while and whatever, whatever. And um, you know, you just, I had a moment where I was like, I, you know, I fuck with this community. is what I always wanted to do. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It was one of those things where it was like, it was reaffirming like, yo, this is, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of it. You know, there was parts of me that, because I haven't been on stage like night after night after night after night. So you mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, I'm about to be out here in front of all these people. I want to still, mm -hmm. I want my, my jumper to still click. Right, right, you feel right. me? And then it's just like, stay in the mix. Stay close. Stay there. Right. Be in the moment. Because it's still, you realize when you're there, why you, why you always wanted to be there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. Um, said like the BT Awards for comedians. It's one of them. It's one of them. It felt, you know what? It felt more like, honestly, in the way of just landscape and layout, it felt, well, you can say BT Awards. Shout out to the BT Awards, I guess. I mean, it's just your peers all no, in one place. No, but like, it felt like the Ozone Awards. Word. In the way that where it was Shout like out Julia Beverly, T.J. Chapman, and you know everybody else, T.J. You know, and them, just being there, slapping hands with your peers, y'all all on site. Right, it wasn't sprawling. You know what I'm right. saying? Like obviously, BT was a celebration, but that shit takes over Los Angeles. Right, this shit was at Brooklyn Bazaar, one venue, all fans, all comics. You know what I'm saying? Like there ain't no, you know, you can't avoid each other. Y'all in the mix. It. I get it. I get it. You all in the, in the boat together. That's what's up. Yeah, that's like, you know what I'm saying? That's like the real squad. Like, we out here. Right. We in the midst. We comedians. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. Felt good. And then, you know, just to just be out and, and jump on different stages. So I'm about to, after this, I'm going to run around the city and, you know, pop into certain places, see what's what. So maybe I jump up here. Say what so up? You out here? You out here? Yeah, man. I'm in the hunt. Yeah, I'm out here, man. Yeah, I'm still in the game. Hey, that's what's up, man. Congratulations, yeah. brother. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure, not I'm missing sure your this audience. Summer. I'm sure your audience appreciates you. You know what I'm saying? Touching mm -hmm. down on the ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making shit happen. Yeah, man. Word up. What's up with you? Man, I'm in the hunt. God damn it. I'm in the wild. Mm -hmm. I'm being hunted. I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm hunting and being hunted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Predatory business practices out here, all that shit. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds aggressive. Nah, What's we, up? we nah, we talked about it on the last episode. Oh, where, you know what I'm saying? You fighting against big, coming for your plate? Yeah, yeah. You fighting against big corporations for your little slice. You know what I'm saying? You just you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
you had to learn that language. You had to learn how to how to uh, square up mm-hmm. against major threats to your livelihood. Mm. You know what I mean? But you know, other than that, fuck all that. You know what I'm saying? I was out and about this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Um, they had an African Chop House. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Stanley Lumax who founded African Chop House, which is, you know, people of African heritage. You know what I'm saying? Coming together, celebrating that heritage and eating over food. So steaks? Not not steaks, but different kind of whatever. Whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? This one was in particular. They partnered with some East Africans to do it. So it was kind of like you had your typical. You know, saying Nigerian, Ghana, Ghanaian, but then you also had your Ethiopian and Eritrean food. Right. So it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Because you know Africa is having a big wave right now. You know what I'm saying? Through music, through culture, Mm -hmm. Pan Africanism is you know what I'm saying is is a big conversation where people from the continent and people here in America are having that dialogue that Mm. that wasn't there before. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's a interesting thing to watch because, you know, <clears throat> you can always like when 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 a certain sector of the community have their wave, mm-hmm. you can see it. You can see it in their energy. You can mm-hmm. see it in their whole glow. They win it. You know what I'm saying? That it feels like winning. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you being recognized. You you are being you're recognizing yourselves uh-huh. amongst yourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest part. A lot of times. You might see something being recognized, but if you don't recognize it within your own little group, mm-hmm. then you still feel isolated. But when you, when your group is is recognizing itself, then there's a collective energy that that's glowing, and it's always uh, it's always good to be in that mix. You know what I'm saying? Because you right. you might have been. You know what I'm saying? We've done it through music, through different forms. Like when Atlanta had their wave, when they wave first energy. started popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know, Philly had a wave. It's yeah. just like being in the midst of a wave is all, always feels good. You know what I'm saying? And there's always opportunities that come in. There's always good conversations that come uh-huh. out of that. And there's always a way to, you know, expand what you're doing because the conversation is expanding. Mm-hmm. So African Chop House, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was pretty dope. It was on the rooftop. What y'all talking about? What's the, the conversation? in Harlem. Uh, the conversation is just how do we how do we go from here and which ways do we take it from here? And for me, that's always interesting because my whole deal in in life and in, in what I do is being able to understand, oh, that's that that fits with this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you talking about that? Oh, I could put that together here, which always, you know what I'm saying, that makes you a connector, that that opens up opportunities for you to insert yourself into the wave. Mm-hmm. And this particular wave, the African wave, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's Cat Fa from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He has been trying to put that together. What's happening now? He was talking about in 2005 and four. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So we was in Atlanta sitting there. He was talking about the plan of uh, putting it all together, and he's very instrumental in that shit actually happening. So you know what I'm saying? He had uh, Red One, who was a producer. Who did all of uh G Unit shit, right? No, no, nah, nah, not G Unit. Um Um What's the girl? Pop uh wear the meat dress. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. He did the whole Lady Gaga <clears throat> first album. But he's from Morocco. That's what's up. Lady Gaga just did the Apollo just the other night. <laughs> Ain't that dope? You know what I'm saying? So he was managing Red One, put that together because he real cool with Akon. 
real mm-hmm. African shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, but then he had another artist, another producer, Parker Igele, mm-hmm. who he brought to America, signed to, uh, he was signed to Nicki Minaj. Okay. And so he started, that's when he started inserting those Afro beat beats with Nicki. He put some on Rihanna's album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it started to start to really circulate and right. cross pollinate. So he was he's been in the mix of that shit. So to see it all come together is it also puts me in a position to to be able to tap into it at a place from a real authentic place because the way F, back. Yeah, because yeah. FA is managing um uh well I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Davido. Okay, yeah. You know what yeah, yeah he yeah. manages yeah, Davido. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he plays a big part in the Nigerian music scene. Right. Which you know, now you can look at it like, oh, you talking about that, then we could put it with this and these people. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So it's an interesting conversation, a real pan-African global conversation that could be happening, which opens up new doors and new opportunities and new ideas for yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you think in the playing field is this, now the playing field is that. And that's beautiful, especially when it's all black. Yeah, it's beautiful you know what I'm saying? Too. So that's how, you know, a party ends up turning into a global conversation. Right. You know what I mean? That's big. Which I guess that's what it's meant to be. And I love it. And I'm in the middle of it and I'm trying to make something happen. I ain't made shit happen yet. But, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's what it's all. That's what what you get up to do. Put shit together. I hear that shit. I got to get to Africa, man. I feel like the last. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know man. I gotta. <laughs> I hate talking about. I gotta get there at some point. You know. Yeah, I got. <laughs> Where would you go? What's your first push? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. My homie, uh, my best friend, he go to Nigeria all the time. You so, said he go to that shit like it's Atlanta. Yeah. So he and he be talking like, "Yo, you need to like." Come through, you know what I'm saying? This shit is live out here, so there's that. Uh, but uh, there's that. There's part of it. I still want to see the, the you know, on some tourist shit. I still want to see the pyramids because you gotta remember <laughs> right. the pyramids is in Africa too. They no gotta doubt. make it no seem doubt. like you know they, they try to separate it, right? But it's you know it's Africa. I want to go to any. I mean, I really have no. That's I mean, I really have no preference. I just want to touch down. Right. Just so I'm be like, all right, I'm here. Let me see what's what. I don't know, you know. Obviously, I want to go to where it's it's good. You know what I'm where saying? Where shit is where it's safe. <laughs> where it's safe. Where I can Instagram. <laughs> you know, with with no peril. I'm touchdown in Sudan right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't even want to make light of the whole situation. It ain't even light know. at all. No, I'm, I'm saying that's obviously that's I don't want to touch about. down in there, but I don't even, you know. They ain't uh, light by no right. stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I don't. But I'm. My thing is, I don't even. I gotta. I have to brief myself on everything that's going on. I see there's a lot of right. people right now, and and shit is getting hectic. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get too deep in that water because I don't know enough. No, nah, no doubt, no doubt. So I mean, for me, where you want to go? I definitely, I definitely first. gotta hit the West African, you know, saying Nigeria, Ghana side of things because uh-huh. that's you know, saying that's pretty much where. You know what I'm saying? What's popping right now? A lot of us is from, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That region. Well, okay. You know what I'm saying? At least from my little DNA sector, you know, Congo, uh-huh. Nigeria, Ghana, uh-huh. Togo. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you remember my good friend Tabby Bonet is from Togo. Okay. He got a little 
coffee situation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Out there. So I would like to see that. That's hard. But then I know a lot. I've, over the past couple of years, I've met a lot of people from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Which everybody, every time you say you want to go to South Africa, ah, I don't go there first. They say that's like the hype beast spot, right? Well, it's it's like, everywhere you know what I'm Yeah, fuck it's it, like, I'm going. It's just, you know, colonialized. But, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, that's where apartheid was at, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, they be like, ah, but I'm going to still go there because I know a lot of people there, you know what I'm saying? But from what everybody that I've met on a tourist scale or just a moving around scale, um, they say Zanzibar is the best vacation spot for black people yeah, in the world. Shit. I heard that shit's cracking. <laughs> I heard Johannesburg is. Po- I heard um, Zimbabwe. No, maybe I didn't hear Zimbabwe. I just know I like how Zimbabwe sound. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that uh, Zimbabwe was lit. I definitely heard about Zanzibar. I might be getting my Z's fucked up. Zanzibar sounds exotic already. Zanzibar just by sound, name. A lot of this shit sounded <laughs> Zimbabwe sounded exotic. Nigga, I was Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe like, last hey, week. Hey, you know Come on, that shit. Zimbabwe sounds local, that, like you know what I'm saying. You got to really get down to the ground and the shit. You got, you know, some people. Like. Yeah, yeah, I was out people. there in the Zimbabwe. You know what I mean? I don't even know if they call it Congo. The Zimbabwe. You got to, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Congo, you got to be ready. You need to have a connect. Yeah, a real, real, real prepared. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like South Africa. You might be able to be all right out there. You know, you still. I feel like you need intel everywhere you, you go, but from what it seems as though. It seems like that might be a little bit more tourist friendly because it seems to be watered down a little bit. No Who knows? I'm talking out of my African ass at this moment. I don't know what the fuck. I ain't been to the continent yet. So, uh. Got to do it. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, what else, man? <laughs> no, nah, for real. I'm trying to get there. Steph Curry. Heard up. Assalamualaikum. Hey, look. Steph Curry is out here making moves. I know we talk about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Talk about Durant mm-hmm. making moves on the EP side of things, TV game. But Steph right. Curry looked like he got a whole night on ABC. What he, got, got? he got a new show called Holy Moly, mm-hmm. which is a mini golf show. Mm-hmm. And I think right after that, Aisha Curry has a show. I'm not sure if she's EPing now or he's EPing yeah, now. It's probably coming on the together. same production company. And they got a little nice little hour. I think hers is like a cooking show. Right. But uh, yeah, I, they they did a production deal. Oh, like, you knew about this? Yeah, I knew. I knew they did a deal. Okay. And then um, you know, Kevin Durant got his little production deal. You know, LeBron, of course, got his. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe has his. That's like, you know what I'm saying? A it's move. A new sneaker. That's a move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's a move. That's the new, instead of going into, you know what I'm saying, being a broadcaster after retirement, right. you go into production. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, why not? Why you got the name and the fame? That's smart. Because that's all it is, is getting people in front of the tube. Holy moly, it's mini golf. I fuck with mini golf from afar. Like every time I'm near some mini golf, like mm-hmm. if I'm pulling up somewhere, getting into a city, looking, typically it'll be close to like the hotel area. You'd be like, oh, they got mini golf. Like you were a resort, oh, they got mini golf. I should fuck with the mini golf. I always say I'm gonna do it, but I never get to it. Yeah. You know, cause it's once yeah, when people play games. You don't be playing no games. I like to play <laughs> little games every so often. <laughs> I don't That's be the playing no games. <laughs> you just above mini golf? No, I ain't above it. I just don't play no games. I, Maybe I'm not fun. I think that's what it is. I think it's dismissed. <laughs> like, it's silly. Something about mini golf is a little too I silly. Mean, as, as a kid, we had mini golf in Miami. Okay. Which was like right there 
right across in North Miami Beach, they had a little mini golf course. Uh-huh. It just seemed corny, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh-huh. like it just seemed little. You know how like sometimes you design some shit and it might have been designed in in this particular year. Right. Now it's ten years later and that dated. shit look like yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The shit look ashy. And it ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just never got into mini golf. I never saw the p- purpose. I think we're on the same wavelength in the way that you see it. I think there's, well, you you obviously were disappointed by it because you got close enough to where you like, this shit is dated. I'm not fucking with it. There's a lot of dated, that little windmill is mad. It's like mousetrap. But it's one of them things that, maybe it's one of those things that I only really see when I'm out in the world, when I'm on vacation. It's right. one of those vacation things where you're like, oh shit, if we get some time, it's like zip lining. Right. No, Certain yeah, shit right, right, where you're right, like, right. yo, so to see a whole show built around mini golf, you're like, all right, this is gonna be gonna, interesting. It's gonna pump up that, that culture. Yeah, and they and need it. They might have got paid to do that shit. Mini golf might have said, yo, but we need your help, Steph. But see, what I thought you was about to say about Steph was Steph just dropped a line of golf clubs in China. You know what oh, I'm saying? So, so he probably working the whole circuit down. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He got the golf clubs, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? All the way down to the mini golf. He'll probably open up his own mini golfs all over the world. Right. And people will go see it because it's fucking Steph. And you know what I mean? And the crazy shit is I don't know nothing about Steph in golf before, but I guess... It don't matter. It you don't, know his motherfucking he's a winner. name. You're going to check he's that shit winner. out. We're here it, talking huh? about this shit right now. Man, that's interesting. But see, for me, I guess playing them games, I, what, hey, what happened to me playing games? I guess it was fucking just the era I came. Hip-hop was just coming around and fucking the crack era. Fucking it up for games. Because you had enough <laughs> entertainment with hip-hop. <laughs> Um, and fucking cooking crack, not cooking crack, but just the <laughs> lifestyle that that happened during that era. Just, mm-hmm. just being outside was entertaining enough, right? You know what I'm saying? The electricity of the, the crack era, yeah. Just all that was going on outside. Just you know, what I'm saying where I'm from, it was a lot happening. So you could entertain yourself very much so just by the Ave, the beach, and right. the little spot, wherever the spot is that night. And you had enough entertainment for a whole, you know, a lifetime. So you do you, that shit for four, five years. So you saying that crack killed the mini golf uh, business? From, from No, from my perspective, it killed my attention towards mini oh, okay. golf. Oh. We used to go to uh, this spot called Grand Prix in Miami. They had mini golf there, but then they had the little go-karts, mm. you know what I'm saying, where you're racing go-karts and shit. And that was cool. That was entertaining, video games, mm. you know what I'm saying, the game room type shit. So you had the game room, the little go-karts. Mm-hmm. But that's just – in between time. That's like after the <laughs> club, you know what I'm saying, before the late night eating. Because you know, it's open 24 hours, so uh-huh. we went there kind of late. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you go there, it's 1.30, 2 in the morning, uh-huh. fuck around to the, to the real after spot kickoff. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I guess, I guess you know what I'm saying, I grew up in an era, I grew up in a certain time frame where your attention was directed to something totally different than just Okay, we're gonna put this little ball in the hole. But you also grew up in an era where there was that that was in the in the situation. So maybe that's why, because it was it was an option. What was an option? Mini golf and, and go karts and shit like that. Like it was, was an option. option after the club. There were no real like Miami. That's like a different vibe. There's right. y'all got the beach. 
Y'all got mini golf. Y'all got 24-hour go-karts. But all that shit was very, in very separate places. Oh, okay. So these are very far away places you had to go to do this. We only did it because we knew it was there and we could do it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because where we live, if you're going to a certain place, like it was a club called the Inferno, which was a little small club. It's old for older heads, but it was it was jumping. Mm-hmm. And they also they had a commercial on the radio that went every week. You know what I'm saying? The Inferno, hottest spot in town, party till you broke. So it was like cats a little older than us went to the Inferno, mm-hmm. but it was always jumping. You go there, all the famous drug dealers was there, all the famous girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was like the place to be. So a lot of times, you know, you go ride up and see what's happening at the Inferno. Who, you know what I'm saying? On the let out because. When you're in high school, they're not gonna let you in, but you could you could play the let out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so you always pass the Grand Prix on the way to the Inferno. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you go to Grand Prix just to waste time to the Inferno let out. Uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? It was in the mix. Yeah, it was in. That's it, was, it was along the way, but right. it was along a certain way. But the beach was. 45 minutes right. this way, and then you know what I'm saying. Jumbos was another 35 minutes that okay. way. But we trying to hit. All that shit really, except the beach wasn't really popping yet. Mm. The beach was a later, you know what I'm saying, phenomenon. That's interesting. But, you know what I'm saying, I just think during that era, it was a lot, it took a lot of the youthfulness out of the culture. Because, you know what I'm saying, hip hop was youthful, but it was still growner than, right. you know what I'm saying, your high school. It was dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous. It was, you know what I'm saying, it was talking about real life stuff. Not, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that we, we should have been talking about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you playing up, you know what I mean? Even if, like it's Big Daddy Kane, Rock M, you trying to be that. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? You still, still a kid. You still a kid. Mm. You trying to get the big dookie ropes and you know what I'm saying? No shit time like that. for mini golf. No time for mini golf. That shit didn't have no place in the culture. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think it took a little bit of the youthfulness out of out of growing up. But whatever. Hmm. There you go. Word up. So what else is going on, man? Man, shit. What you got going on? What's cracking this week? This week, man, I'm 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 re reevaluating my position in business. Really. Like I said, I'm under attack. You know what I'm saying? And my summer ain't coming out how I wanted it to come out. You know what I'm saying? How it usually comes out. Now Half of what I do ain't there no more. So now I had to had to figure out, am I gonna chase, you know what I'm saying, a similar situation to replace that half, or am I gonna do something totally brand new? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, it's not that I had to do something totally brand new, it's had, I have to do what I already said I've been had to do. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, you can't you can't wait for work. You can't be mad that the work don't come to you because my job in real time, in real life, my job is to create work. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm vulnerable. As long as I'm creating work, I don't have to worry about nobody taking work from me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because you creating that shit. So the thing is, is like, okay, the work ain't created yet. You know what I'm saying? You had this gap of, okay, once this is done, there's nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Do you have time to reinvest and create new shit? 
you don't have but and in real life you don't have no choice but to create that shit but you got to create that shit fast enough to not fall apart before you fix it Mm. you know what i'm saying so you got to make something happen fast enough to be able to pay your bills you know what i'm saying and not fall off Mm -hmm. so that's that's the challenge that i'm in right now as an entrepreneur is all right Fuck it, this shit ain't turning on how I wanted to on this side. How do I just kill that shit and start something, not start something new, but create work in a new a way. A new lane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the formula that I'm working on right now. Mm. And, you know. You sound like Tyler Perry. You see Tyler Perry at the BET Awards? Yeah, that's He dropped Tyler the Perry. gem. Yeah, he dropped gems. But see, the thing about Tyler Perry was he was already doing that before he even went to Hollywood. Yeah, he had his you own shit. He already knew his system before Hollywood came to him. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that shit and I know it. You know what I mean? I just ain't I ain't made uh, a system as good as Tyler Perry shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? What you thinking? You got any ideas what you trying Man, to do? I'm not telling these niggas my what I'm thinking. You ain't gonna tell nobody <laughs> now? Hell nah. On the podcast? Hey, I'm already at war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, with the listeners, the I mean, listeners well, I mean, the, support. You know, don't even know who the listeners are. Oh man, the listeners might be the ops. It could be an enemy. <laughs> we do tell them to tell an enemy. You know what I'm saying? Tell a friend and tell an enemy. Hey. Nah, but the thing is, it's just it's really um, creating these original ideas, and I'm I'm moving more into a narrative, into okay. a narrative space. So, mm-hmm. um, I did a partnership with a with a DP by the name of Jamal Solomon. Mm-hmm. And we're creating this thing called The Beautiful Side. Mm. And within The Beautiful Side, we're gonna create a bunch of narrative, a series of narrative pieces that will, that should and that will put us in a place, a position of strength mm. in going into the next place where I wanna go. All right, that's what's up. Which is, you know, at, a, at, you know, at the next level, the TVs, the film, the, you know what I'm saying? the high level streaming, mm-hmm. long form content, put you in the same arena with, you know, everybody else, like the Lena Waifs and the Issa mm-hmm. Rays and, you know what I'm saying, the, you know, Ryan Coogler's and shit, you know what I'm saying? I had a talk with my man, Sean P. Right. Sean Peters, a couple weeks ago. Sean Peters is a, a DP, a director of photography, that was, that is right hand with Terrence Nance, who's a director. Mm-hmm. So everything Terrence did, Sean P. direct was a DP, and now both of them are at a high, at a, at a great level. They had a good place in life. Terrence is directing Space Jam too. Mm-hmm. Sean is DPing on a bunch of you know what I'm saying Hulu shit and Netflix shit, and um, and they they do uh random acts of flyness together. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's basically like man. Man, fuck all that, man. You you gotta come on in. You gotta, you know, come into the come into the program. Right. And it's like, damn man, but I gotta learn this and that. Like, nah, you ain't gotta learn that. You just gotta drop some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then when you step back and look at it, that's all they did. They just drop shit. They just drop mm-hmm. shit until the shit till they got until the system got aware of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it inspired me to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'ma just drop shit. You know what I mean? And that's when we created the beautiful side and we putting shit together to drop shit. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Cause he's like, man, it's like we're here, but you family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which means you're connected to to this already. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We've I've already worked with them. You know what I'm saying? Sean P was my DP. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I've shot for Terrence Nance four or five times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he right. 
So it just wakes you up and it's like, you know what? It's like on the Clarence Avon, the Godfather documentary, mm -hmm. Black Godfather on Netflix, he says, you either join the country club or you're a caddy. Mm -hmm. I ain't no motherfucking caddy. You just gotta join the club where it's happening at the real space and stop playing on the outskirts. And get in the community. Yeah, you gotta get into the real community because either way you're gonna fight fights. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You rather fight the fight at the highest of levels than fight the fight, you know what I'm saying, on some shit that's, you know what I mean? Like, damn, what am I really fighting for? Right. You know what I mean? Fighting for the right to do what? Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit better mean something at the end of the equation. Nah, I hear that shit. So that's why I'm at with it, man. That's that's my life. I don't know, you know, if that was entertaining or not, but that's why I'm at. The beautiful side. Yeah, the beautiful there side. There you go, yeah, man. Of course it was entertaining, man. The beautiful side. The niggas is 47 minutes in if they shit. If it wasn't entertaining, they tuned out a long time ago. I think we good. <laughs> uh, shit, what am I talking about before we get out of here? What was the last dope narrative shit you saw since you getting into the narrative game? What was the last, besides Game of Thrones? Man, I'm looking at this. This I'm looking at this trailer that Lena Waif just put out with uh, Queen and Slim. Yeah, that shit look like okay. Yeah, with you know Melina Masukis, right? How you saying her last name? Melina, the 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 director that does all the Insecure yeah, 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 and yeah, Beyonce yeah. shit. Yeah, so that shit look like it's gonna be something. That's inspiring. That's like okay. Yeah. They, they, I haven't seen the trailer. I saw the photo. It looked like Black Bunny and Clyde. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's her first. Uh, her first feature, I believe. Is it? Maybe not. I don't know. Dear white people. Yeah, dear white people. She wrote on Dear White People. Yeah, yeah. I'm tripping. She doing. She getting it. Man. Yeah, Fuck. getting too. That shit crazy. She like Master P of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of yeah. TV. So that. But uh, what was the last dope narrative shit you saw? That you saw. That's that's coming out. What um, you see when you were like, man, this is, this is the type of story I want to tell, or I like the way they told this story. Hmm. Of course, the thrones. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I can't recall. I can't recall because shit moves so fast. And when you, especially when you're making your own shit, you kind of see some shit and you tune this shit out to try to get to your own shit. But uh, I can't recall. I don't know if I can answer that. Mm -hmm. But I do know that I got about three, four ideas in my head that I know I see as real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never really seen a project always narrative project all the way. That's why I never did one because it's like I see a piece of it, but now I'm starting to see it all the way to the end and how that shit go. Ooh, that's a total full story. You know what I'm saying? I got a story that's a real life story that um, my roommate in college is his granddaddy's story. There's something happened to his granddaddy that we talked we talked about it before in college, but then we talked about it again the other day, and I was like, "That's it, dog. We gonna shoot that shit." Mm. You know what I'm saying? And cause it's it's powerful, it's 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 complex. You know what I'm saying? It's a very simple story and it's funny, mm -hmm. but it's complex in all of the things that go on, and it's gonna be a period piece shot in the Great Depression, 1935-ish. Mm. And that's one of the first things I'm gonna shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo, are you familiar with uh? You fuck with Mac Ten for life, huh? You fuck with that record? I mean, it was cool. I was never a big Mac Ten fan. I was on. I was an Ice Cube fan. Mac I was Ten was just a byproduct. Yeah, I was a huge Ice Cube fan, but I didn't really fuck with Mac Ten for whatever reason. I don't remember what it was back in the day. I didn't really fuck with him. I didn't think he was 
lyrically fucking with Cube. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's two different artists or whatever. But anyway, long story short, I'm on um, Instagram. I'm on Two Chains Instagram. He's in. Uh, he's in. I guess a uh, some type of. Uh, some type of old school with Ty Dolla Sign. They mm-hmm. throwing the hydraulics on. They playing this crazy West Coast shit. They out there, L.A. after mm-hmm. the BET Awards, mm-hmm. hitting switches and <laughs> got the shit. You could just hear like some old, some real crazy West Coast shit. It's just it just mm-hmm. fit the the whole scene. And I was like, what kind of record is that? Is that some new shit? Is that some old? Shit? Just the way it dropped, it was mm-hmm. crazy. So then, um, cause he ain't say what it was. So I was like, is this some old, this might be some old L.A. shit, you know right. what I mean? They in the moment, they in L.A., they celebratory, like you were saying, like at the African Chop House. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when a motherfucker, when people are in their moment, you know, sometimes you play the, you play the anthems, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, yo, what is this? So I'm going in the comments, and a pet peeve of mine, especially <laughs> as an old hat, as a nigga that's getting old in this game, if you know the information, this is the thing I hate. This is why information be moving so slow in the community. There's information shaming. When niggas don't know, niggas like, yo, simple shit. What record is that? These young motherfuckers don't know what record that is. First of all, I'm not a young motherfucker. I'm in need of the information as <laughs> did well. You, did you say what record is that? No, I didn't even oh, get you, that. You just reading through. I'm just reading through because I'm yeah. hoping somebody's going to, but it went through at least 40 Iterations of iterations of I'm not going to tell you I know this information but I'm gonna <laughs> withhold it till one motherfucker was like you know what that's some bullshit that's such and such such and such and I was like but then when the nigga gave me that shit I put it all in my whip and I was like oh this shit is fantastic what was whip. it Mac Ten for life oh it's for life but that shit just hit her I didn't grow up I didn't fuck with Mac Ten like that too crazy I mean oh, yeah, I knew that that was the, the hit though yeah Fo but life, I think Mac Ten. I might have missed. He it. was just real West Coast. That was the problem. Like, he, like that whole Dub C and Mac Ten, that whole West Side Connect. That was decidedly all the way west. They all they had that little uh, what's the little uh, they had the little funky worm. Yeah. That's that was in that genre. Right. But then I listened to the album. The nigga got nothing but the ill loops on the album. This motherfucker basically looped reasons. <laughs> and just rapped over reasons, you know what I mean? So like, it ain't all the way West Coast. He definitely flipped the shit out of some Earth, Wind & Fire shit and just called it the mosey-wosey. Right. But uh, shout out to Mac 10 I was just, it was one of the moments, man. And listen, if you sitting on information, stop withholding that, you know, niggas love to do, what you know about this shit here? Right. Fuck out of here, boy, you don't know nothing about this. See, young motherfuckers don't know about, and that's why motherfuckers don't ask for the information. Just give up the information, I, man. I think people really do share the information. I see more than not. You gonna get the answer to what your question is in the comments at some point. I seen a lot of you know. I'm a I'm a hold this over yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna skip. I'm, you yeah. skip past them people. Yeah, you skip right past. You gonna and then, stay getting skipped past. And then you get to the person that just dropped that shit out there. That's yeah, such and such and such and such. Oh, bet. Look yeah. it up. You know what I mean? Keep it going. Yeah. But yeah, if you got a if you got a whip, go listen to Faux Life. Yeah, Mac Ten for life. Especially if you're on the West Coast, if you aren't hip to it already. Especially if you got some convertible shit that got switches on it, then it's ideal for yeah, you. Yeah, that, that shit was real, real West. That shit. And was... I remember when I first first started going out to LA, and then um, you know somebody somebody put me with uh, you know I was selling selling advertising music ads, so they was like you know what I'm saying go check out uh Mad C J Mac. 
Mm-hmm. He like a he like decidedly West Coast crip. You know what I'm saying? Just, okay. You know what I'm saying? All the way west. Okay. Mad CJ Mack. He he had a couple of records with them cats. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went out to there and I met up with him. And he had you know like a little compound somewhere in South Central. I don't I don't know the neighborhood. Don't get me the line. Mm-hmm. I just got the address and went to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like you know in the hood, but it got like you know about two three houses in. Surrounded by a wall, and you know what I'm saying. He got a whole editing company. He had, he did a documentary on Crip walking, like he, he got a whole system. That's hard. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like my <laughs> first time really being crazy. inside of like the West Coast hustle. You know what I'm saying. Right. Of trying to piece it all together, like uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of them do. That was you know what I'm saying. I hadn't even been to Death Row yet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. And then they, they when he went in there, it's all, it's all the same shit. They all got these, like, they make it like a compound, like, you know what I'm saying? I guess the security issues. It's a lot of compounds out there's there. A lot, there's a lot of security issues. So they, you know what I'm saying? They try to keep shit, you like know, contained. Fortress. Yeah, they keep it contained so they could defend it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like continents. Yeah. Right, you know right, what I'm right, right, yeah. War zones. Right. So, but being in that shit, you know what I'm saying, you actually saw how how real, like, you know, where I'm from, Miami, nigga got a studio and shit, be in a house right. or yeah, at a studio, right. pull up. There's no blockade. Yeah, there's no blockade, gates, right. fences, and you know what I'm saying? Right. But it was just interesting to be in that mix and to see what they was doing. And I hadn't heard a lot of CJ Mack before I met him, uh-huh. but after I met him, you know, I saw what he was doing, he's doing real, real West Coast shit, and I can respect that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can respect that shit because everybody got to do it based on their own territory and geography, which means a lot of different things to wherever you at. You what's saying? the What's the CJ Mack song to go to? I don't know the names of the songs. Oh, well, you man. just have to look up Mad CJ Mack. Mad CJ Mack? Mad CJ Mack. Okay, shout out to Mad CJ Mack. I don't know what Mad mean in LA, but you know Oh, it's have... M dot A dot D No, dot? that's just Mad CJ Mack. I'm not sure if it's dots, but. Oh, it's like the Mad Circle? Mad Circle, you know what I'm saying, Mad City. There's a lot of mad, mad going City. on on the West Coast, you know okay. what I'm saying, so I don't know. Uh. But that's what he was Mad CJ Mack. All right. You know what I'm saying? Well, there you go. <laughs> Tell the people where you gonna be this week, man. Well, goddamn. Yeah, tell the people. Did you watch the BET Awards? Oh, yeah. I just told you I watched the BET Awards. Yeah, I watched the BET Awards. <laughs> what did you think, man? What was, your, what was the standout? Uh, <laughs> ah, standout <laughs> of the BET Awards. Uh, hmm. I liked, uh, shout out to Regina Hall. I like that she, you know, I think she's very funny. Mm-hmm. So I like that she getting her shine. I like that she spoofed the Beyonce homecoming thing because mm-hmm. she was from D.C. And uh, I don't know why they kept doing it. was like a home going. It was this whole she turned, I guess, the BET Awards into D.C. Mm-hmm. Like she brought out. Yeah, Rare because Essence. that's a whole thing going on in D.C. about don't mute D.C. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, which I thought was super dope where they played the go go to, mm-hmm. to kind of shut the, um, the gentrifiers down and all of that shit. Like mm-hmm. I saw that. I just didn't get outside the fact that she's from D.C. I didn't realize, I guess, that she's hosting it. The theme was everybody from D.C. that night, mm-hmm. I believe. So they did, like, the homecoming, but she did, like, homegoing, mm-hmm. and they shot it. looked like the Beyonce shit. Right. And she like, y'all need to learn this song before such a, you know what I mean? Just, just fucking with the, making fun of the intensity of what the homegoing shit was. Right. Yeah, that was funny, or homecoming shit was. That was funny. 
Who did I see that was? Crazy shit I saw on that shit was was motherfucking. Well, who? Who was it? Was it Offset doing the choreography? Who was doing the me? One of the Migos doing the choreography. Offset, Offset was dancing. Yeah, he did. Nah, a like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You ain't like it. You know the Migos is my motherfuckers, but I ain't one of. I don't want to see the Migos do a choreographed dancing. They trying to get broad on you. That, that ain't broad because he can't dance. And then he already, then he already have a beef with Chris Brown and shit. Yeah, but I think he would try to dance because then he dance in that uh, Walk It Like I Talk It record. Man, I don't know. He did man. that with the Drake. They did like the old school, the Soul Food, I mean Soul Train shit. And, and it was, yeah, that was people cool. were like, yo. One by one, but not as a choreographed group dance hey, like man. Michael Jackson, I'm bad. You know, man. Look, man. You nigga know, trying I'm to spread bad. his wings. Hmm, he used to dance. I think he danced in a Michael Jackson video or some shit like that. Check out, you like, that shit nah, up. go ahead. If y'all uh, go on the, uh, the people listening. Google Offset danced in somebody's video as a kid. I want to say it was a Michael Jackson video, some shit like that. So he got that in his heart. Takeoff was disgusted. (laughs) Takeoff probably wanted to dance just as much. (laughs) Takeoff don't want to do shit. Takeoff don't even look like he want to rap with them niggas. Nah, I saw. You know what's so funny? Because Takeoff is one. You know the one that. You know he's the last, the last Migo, right? <laughs> when you're the last Migo, you might often sometimes get cut off, or you're not on. He's the, he the best Migo to me as far as he. His, that's his, what his they bars, say. Versus, his shit always come with that energy. Once you get to his part, it'd be like, okay, that's my point. So when they were performing on the BET Awards, he had the last verse of their set, and he was spitting that shit like nigga. This the only verse that matter. Exactly. You know, because sometimes when you got the last verse. You perform it like I know y'all probably not even familiar uh, with this, this record verse. off already. Yeah, he spit that shit like y'all niggas came for this shit. And I was like, all right, it made me even want to hear more takeoff verses. Takeoff so when he come on the record, when takeoff come on, you that energy go up. Okay, it, it start you start to be like, okay, 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 right. okay. So you fuck with takeoff? I fuck with takeoff. Right. I'm just saying he was looking like man, y'all, y'all need to pull y'all shit together. You don't want to see them out there dancing. I don't want to see Offset doing no choreographed dancing like okay. Janet Jackson and shit. Choreographed dancing meaning with everybody with in the whole step. the whole shit. He like, yeah. well, they did a whole thing because they mixed it. it. Was him and Cardi? They flipped like they did there, and then they danced into each other's. You know, they a tandem. Now. I understand they could do their little shit together. To. I like when she was, you know, what I'm saying dancing with him, but I don't want to see him with a group of you not for choreographed that. dancers. You not for that. I feel like that's that's fucking. The, Integrity of the trap up. I mean, not that I'm vested in the trap, in they <laughs> trap or whatever. I like the Migos, and I've uh, said this from the beginning of this right, podcast. Right. So you know what I'm saying. You just don't like all that I choreography. Don't, I don't. That that don't fit to me, and I don't like it. Yeah, man. And it's okay if they're gonna do it. I just ain't got to watch it. I like Mary segment. No doubt. Because I'm of a certain age, but I like Mary said one because Mary. I like the fact that Mary said, you know, I am a living legend. <laughs> let that shit be dope and no let doubt. it sit there. Let no y'all doubt. take it how you want it because no it's doubt. for real. I'm a little bit Took uh, her shit and then did at least a 10 minute set. Brought out uh, who she brought out. She brought out Method Man. Did she bring out? Well, Diddy did the intro. Mm-hmm. Who else was she? Brought out Kim. You know, she took you through the hits. Right, right. You know what I mean? Thing. She reminded you, you know, of I, I why like, she the queen of hip hop and soul. And I like that Rihanna. Was um the know, one to give her the, the one to give it yeah. to her, but also I like that that people really understood that 
she didn't have to do it. Like when you see the the banter on Twitter and shit like that, uh-huh. it's like, damn, oh Rihanna's in the building. Oh shit, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Because she has ascended to a certain place. Yeah. But for her to still be in the culture and still recognize that she, you know what I'm saying, she's a part of this shit, right. and to do shit like this. Well, she you know she got a house at LVMH and shit, and Fenty Beauty is doing whatever the fuck it's doing. She about right. to be on the billion dollars circuit. Yeah. She still touched down at yeah. the BET Awards and, you know what I'm saying, celebrate that shit like she's still in it. For good reason. I you know mean, shit, Mary's queen of hip-hop soul. No doubt. And it was it was real shit. And what I liked was when Mary came up, she was like, yo, I appreciate that you gave this to me because right. I'm inspired by you too. So it was exactly. a good... Yeah, that's like, but, that's dope shit. But on top of that, yeah, I hear the, you know, I hate, I I feel like here this. Here it come, here it come. This is where, nah, it ain't even <laughs> this. This is real talk. Like... I look at the BET Awards like Easter for niggas that watch BET. You know how you go to the church that one time a year and you're like, oh, church. I'm gonna act like I be at church all the time. That's how the BET Awards be. I'll be like, oh, BET. I fuck right. with BET. Even though I've been, I watch Boomerang, I've been fucking right. with them. Right. But like, when you say Rihanna ain't even need to be there, the fact I that she was, she no, no, no. But, but she, she, you know, when you, you get to that. a certain you place, that, you know what I'm saying, they don't, they don't always show up to places like that. Right, but that's my point. This shit is still around. It's still the BET Awards. This shit still celebrate. This is all. This is the. This is all we got. This is you know what I mean. Like if we're gonna be honest, with, <laughs> this, this is all we got. Right. So I'm happy that she showed up. I wish more motherfuckers would show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's still an honor. It's still right. the place to be. It's still. If you drive culture, celebrate your culture. Back to what we talked about the chop but, house. Right, but see. Get caught up in that wave. But you've been so used to cats get to a certain space and a certain level in the game. And graduate out graduate of the culture. graduate out of it, you know what I'm saying? And, and we, then they and, untouchable and unaffordable and you can't even you know, get with them no more. And but what the thing is, there's this resignation, like that's just the trajectory of things where it's like, but that, and that's fucked up that we were like, well, too, it's Jay-Z's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dude, Forbes, I guess we won't see uh, him. We won't see him again. Right. And that's <laughs> fucked up. That's but a that's, damn shame. But that's how they've been doing it. But that, what I'm saying is we can stop that. We need to stop that. I think too, Rihanna too is a great example right. of somebody who right. is at the pinnacle right. of the shit. The most, uh, she's making the most money out of all yeah. the female singers and shit. Um, she's on her way to be making the most money out of all these motherfuckers. And she showed up. And she still she's showed up. And I just like the way the people accepted it and the people, you know what I'm saying, let it be known that they they recognized that she could have did other shit. Like Jay-Z said on one of his records, you could have been anywhere in the world, right. but you decided to be here with us. Show love. And and that's I think that's how the viewers view that shit. Like show if you love. do the show, you're here with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, with Rihanna and her trajectory, she still understands that she got a touchdown. Got the base. At the base to, you know what I'm saying, gather that energy. Invigorate the base. Exactly, because she got makeup and clothes to sell and shit. You know what I'm saying? Man. And that's good shit that she understand that. Because wow. a lot of people think, you know what I'm saying, they at that top, they ain't got to sell you nothing no more. It's all about selling the people at the at the whoever such and such awards in the, because them the people. And them awards be so whatever the fuck. And that's what I'm saying is like, that's real shit that she understands that this is still the base. Right. Not over there. At the wishy-washy awards. Because that's that's how most of our our heroes 
they glow up and, and they what go I'm saying. and they go away. Right. You know what I mean? They glow and go. We have the same conversation every PT <laughs> We got the same addendum where we hey, like, yo, they so, just need to show up. But this time we got somebody to celebrate. So I salute Rihanna and mm. you know what I'm saying for keeping it 100 and showing up. <laughs> the show it up awards. The show up awards, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, it's your responsibility. If you blew up off us, nigga, you need to show up off us. There you go. Ah, oh, shit, man. Where you gonna be at, anywhere? I'm going to be in Brooklyn, right. fighting the fight, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I'm saying, creating new shit. Right. I'm gonna be on that Instagram, at Mr. Muhammad, on Twitter, at Mr. Muhammad, yeah. All right. I'm gonna be popping up all over. I got uh, Go to the website, I got the dates up, www.damianlemon.com. Uh, go on my website, cause I'm out here, I'm gonna be all over. So I'm gonna be posting dates and shit like that. And uh, until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even enemy. To get in the conversation. Yes, we are out. to be in the conversation, conversation.